Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I am your host, Mark Adams, one of the writers at 49ers Web Zone. You can find what I write there at 49erswebzone.com, or you can find out what I say here at uh, 49ers Camelot, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening, wherever you get your audio podcasts, doesn't matter because we're all over the place. And that's because we have a message that we want to get to you desperately. So, hey, while you're watching or listening, please take a minute to uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, rate, review, follow the 49ers Camelot Show wherever you watch or listen. That would mean the world to us. So this show is called 49ers versus Steelers Keys to Victory. And I'm going to lay out my four keys, my four things that the 49ers have to do in order to win this game uh, against the Steelers on Sunday, this coming Sunday, September 10th. And so I want to start this off with uh, with something that, because I, I wrote a story on this today. And uh, it's good to be back among the living. I've spent, I spent the, the extended weekend dealing with a kidney stone, which I highly don't recommend. It's a horrible experience, no fun, horribly painful. Then they pump you full of, uh, of painkillers and things like that, which makes you feel like a zombie for the whole time. And so I, I still have this, this stone somewhere inside of me. So I'm not excited about that, but Hey, at least I'm not in pain right now and I'm not doped up on drugs. So my hope is that this thing will go away, that it'll vanish on its own, but until it does, um, I, I'm, I, I just, I'm stuck with it. So, uh, if, if you've had kidney stones before, man, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't know what to say, man. It's, it's just a rough experience, but I want to start this off with the way that I started off the, uh, the story that this podcast is based off of, uh, that I, that I wrote for 49ers web zone today. I, <clears throat> I recently put, a couple of videos on YouTube, one with Brian Peacock and one of Kate with Katie Mox asking, you know, are, are the 49ers going to win this game? Will they beat the, the Steelers? And so in those two videos, I got a lot of feedback from Steelers fans. And so the first guy named Christian wrote as a Steelers fan, I appreciate this take. Y'all have a solid squad. It'll be a good game. Um, and so that was a nice comment, but that was as good as it would get. It went downhill after that. So I want to share some of some of these comments from YouTube. This is just from YouTube, by the way. And I'm not going to share even close to all of them because there were many. Um, so Steelers9417 says, stop it. Don't give them no hope. We're going to kick 49ers as. Then the next guy, Weapon X dash pv5 pj i don't know what kind of stupid name that is but he said pittsburgh wins by 20 points pittsburgh is the most dangerous team in the nfl right now all right buddy whatever ben said hell no there will be no bullying of the steelers niners are going to have a long day lex said won't even be close steelers by 21 and so the, then there's some that were long uh, this one guy, Mr. Fresh, he calls himself, said, this is, isn't isn't a game the 49ers should win, even with Nick Bosa. 
playing the Steelers on the road in the season opener. Let's pray the Steelers pass rush don't injure fragile Purdy. Steelers have the most talent, have more talent than the 49ers at every level. Steelers 27-16. Then he says, look at the Steelers roster. I'm talking each room, QB room, running back room, wide receiver room, tight, tight end room. Steelers better quality depth at every level. What? I mean, yeah, they've got they have talent. I think the Steelers are going to be good this year, but to say that they're better in every room than the 49ers is just complete ignorance. I mean, this is this is just a fan who doesn't know anything beyond his own team. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's another long one. Then Timothy said Steelers are going to spank them. Just say it. Steelers have a better coach and QB. What 49ers record versus Steelers at home? That I don't know. Steelers defense definitely is better. Yeah, the Steelers defense is not better than the 49ers defense, although I do think the Steelers defense is good. Um, then one guy managed to compliment the 49ers and warn 49ers fans all in one comment, which is really impressive to think about. He said, no disrespect to the Niners because they are a good team, but the Steelers are going to smack them up. Remember this comment. Oh, don't worry. We're going to remember that comment and those of you uh, you other guys that are saying that the Steelers are going to win this game by a lot. Look, I, I'm all for fans being hyped up about their team and thinking that their team's going to win. Um, I don't have any problem with fans saying that the Steelers are going to win, win this game. It's their team. They should be excited, especially you know, for the first game of the season, that's great. I I'm totally cool with that. But what I think is just really ridiculous is the fans who are saying it's not even going to be close that Pittsburgh's going to destroy the 49ers. So I don't know if, if I can believe that 49ers faithful forever. What's up says should be a good game. Yes. I, I would agree with that. And then he says, I'd worry about McKivitz against Highsmith and Watt. Yeah, same here, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a second uh, because that is a concern for sure. So let's get into this because um, there are some 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 things that I'm concerned about in this game, uh, some things that make me a little uneasy, such as the Steelers are well-coached and they usually win in week one. The 49ers, on the other hand, usually start out slow. This game is in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers have won their last two um, season openers, both on the road at Buffalo and at Cincinnati. Tough places to win, but they won both of those games, and now they get to play at home. The other thing that concerns me is that Nick Bosa, who still has not signed his contract, may not play in this game. And even if he does, he's probably going to be on a snap count. That makes me a little nervous uh, for sure. And George Kittle, I mean, he's hurt. So is he going to play? He didn't play in the first game of the season last year. Uh, is he going to play this year in the first game? So, um, 49ers faithful forever says Kyle is two and four in week ones for us. I believe. Yeah. I mean, see last year they lost the year before that they won, but that was that Detroit game where they were just dominating and then all of a sudden Detroit made this mad comeback and and actually made it very close at the end. Uh, so what was 2020? I, I don't remember that season. Um, of course, 2019, they won. 
Uh, so yeah, you're probably right. They, he probably is two and four or something like that. Uh, but yeah, the 49ers just usually start kind of slow. And, you know, last year they had that loss in Chicago, then they won in Seattle. And then week three was just a nightmare when that was the game where Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of the back of the end zone. So that was, that was a mess, but, but let's get into this four key, four keys to victory for the 49ers of Pittsburgh, four things that, uh, that, I think that they need to do in order to win this. So let's look at it. And some like, you know, I've had people tweet at me today. Yeah. One through four is sign Nick Bosa. Yes. That's obvious. And there's obvious ones like feed Christian McCaffrey. The um, uh, 2020 was a loss to Arizona. Yes. Thank you. That was, uh, that's uh, good knowledge right there. Um, so, so yeah, there are obvious things. Feed Debo, feed McCaffrey, um, sign Nick Bosa, but these, and some of these are kind of obvious as well. They really are all obvious, but, uh, it's not like we're going to invent something new against, um, uh, you know, that's, that that's never been done before. So, uh, 49ers faithful forever says have to get CMC against their linebackers in space. Yeah, they'll do that. They'll, they'll do that plenty. I, I think they're going to have to do that. And, uh, I'll hit on that a little bit here in my second point, but that's going to have to happen because uh, I think that Brock Purdy is going to be, um, he's going to be under a lot of pressure, I think. So here's the first one. First thing that they have to do is win the turnover battle. So on the road, in a loud stadium that has great fans, playing against a team that should be much improved in the Steelers this this year, this is important because this is obvious. Win the turnover battle, no duh. I mean, you have to win the turnover battle. It's I don't know the stats, but they're they're startling. They're startingly startingly. I, I can't even say that word. They're I, maybe the narcotics are still in my body. Um, they they're greatly in in favor of the the team who wins the turnover battle normally wins the games. And not always, of course, but uh, by and large, that's what happens, especially in bigger games. Now, I'm not saying that a game one, that the first game of the season is a big game, you know, compared to a, a game where the, the season's on the line. It's it's not as big as that, but, see, but game ones, the season openers are important. They're really big because they show us a lot. They show us a lot about a team in that, They've been preparing for this one matchup usually. Now, that said, there are a lot of crappy teams that win in week one, and then you know maybe they win a few early games, but then they come back to earth. And so it's not a, a, a be-all, end-all uh, to, you know, to win that first game, but it kind of sets the tone. And so that's why I think that it's so important. Bryant, what's up? Bryant says, what's up, Faithful? Great having you. Great seeing you here, my friend. Um, so yeah, it's really important. And so here's the thing in 2022, the 49ers turned the ball over 17 times. Their defense took the ball away 30 times. So that's a plus 13 turnover margin. That's, that's really good. The Steelers turned the ball over 19 times in 2022. Their defense had 23 turn, uh, takeaways. So that's a plus four. So it's, Still, you know, on the positive side, but not as good as what uh, what the uh, 49ers did. Now, 
I think that I saw, yeah, 49ers Faithful Forever put this up that in 2019, the 49ers um, lost the turnover battle. The 49ers turned the ball over five times in that 2019 game at home against the Steelers. The Steelers turned the ball over twice, so the 49ers were negative three in that game, but still won 24 to 20. So, again, turnovers aren't the end-all, be-all, but if you think that the 49ers can go into Pittsburgh and beat this team, the Steelers team, and, and lose the turnover battle by a, by a negative three margin, that's not going to happen. This Steelers team is better than that 2019 Steelers team. This 49ers defense, I, I, I the, the verdict's out right now. I mean, last year they were really, really good. Um, this year, I just don't, I don't know. And especially if Bosa's not in there, I don't know what that's going to look like. The 49ers offense is definitely better than they were in 2019, but I don't know that the 49ers team, they're probably better, but they may not make it as far as, as that team did in 2019. But my point is the 49ers were negative three in that game and one that's not going to happen in this game. For one thing, they're on the road. The Steelers team is, is is really good there. I, I think people are going to be surprised at how good the Steelers team is because they are, uh, they're just, they're much improved. What's up, Jason? Good having you in here. Um, so that was my first one. Win the turnover battle. It's the obvious, uh, the obvious, uh, thing. Like I, I know it's, it's kind of sounds stupid. And when I wrote this, uh, for the article today, I, you know, I almost didn't put it in because I was like, well, this is stupidly obvious. I mean, you have to win the turnover battle. But again, it is important, especially in games like this, that you have, um, that it, it, you're on the road, you're playing against a ferocious defense that can really get after the quarterback, a frenzied crowd that's really, you know, I, I read it, if you didn't, hear this, you'll have to go back and listen at the beginning. Cause I read some, some things that I've received from these uh, Steelers fans that, uh, that not only are saying that the Steelers are going to beat the, the 49ers on Sunday, but saying it's not even going to be close that they're going to be winning by multiple touchdowns and, and just crazy talk. No butter, no border sports says what's up everyone. What up everyone. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining us guys. Uh, I think I think I missed somebody in here. Did I get everybody? I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, Phil, oh, Randy, I didn't, I didn't get Randy in here. Randy, what's up? He says faithful. Yeah. Hey, um, man, y'all. It, it, I don't know if any of you are going to this game. I know it's in Western PA, and probably most of you don't live anywhere close to that but maybe some of you are flying out. The 49ers faithful travels really well, man. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy because the Steelers, I respect the Steelers. I, I mean, I hated them because back in 1984, they were the only team that beat the 49ers and it was a bad call by a ref that, uh, that allowed them to win that game. And so I hated the Steelers for a long time. And, uh, but I respect them. I mean, they they have six Lombardies. Um, they're they're just a legendary franchise, and their fans are going to be crazy uh, pumped for this. So so it's going to be fun. So my number one is win the turnover battle. 
Number two is keep Brock Purdy upright. Look, here's my here's my thing uh, that I'm I'm worried about is that Colton McKivitz is making his 2023 2023 debut his career debut as the 49ers right tackle. And and so not just filling in for somebody that that's out with an injury and he gets TJ Watt right off the bat. (laughs) And this is, uh, this is not exciting. Um, TJ Watt lines up a lot on the right side. In fact, I think that's where he lines up most of the time. So McKivitz is going to be playing TJ Watt probably more than Trent Williams is going to see him. Um, but he's not the only one, man. TJ Watt is just one of them. I mean, he only had five and a half sacks last season, one forced fumble, but he only played in 10 games. Uh, I mean, you just have to look back to 2021 when the guy had 22 and a half sacks. Like, I thought I, I didn't realize that that he had that many, but when I looked this up today, I was just stunned. He had 52 quarterback pressures that season. So TJ Watt is a menace and he is going to, he's going to cause the 49ers a lot of stress leading up to that game and during the game. But Alex Highsmith last season had 14 and a half sacks. I mean, think about that. Your second best pass rusher had 14 and a half sacks. That's, that's Highsmith. He also forced five, uh, fumbles last year. Crazy. Cameron Hayward, who's the, uh, uh, who was a pro bowler, had 10 and a half sacks and one forced fumble. So if TJ Watt has the kind of season that he typically has, because if you look at his season since he was drafted, if you look at his numbers last season, only five and a half sacks, that was, that was uh, abnormal for him. Usually it's double digit sacks. And so if you have Watt and then you have a guy who had 14 and a half last year, a guy who had 10 and a half last year, these guys can absolutely bring pressure. And that scares me, especially with McKivitz on the right side, Purdy coming back from injury. And we all know what happened when Kyle Shanahan had a backup tight end block a premier pass rusher in the NFC championship game. Um, so I, I would say, please no, no five or I mean, these deep drops that they have to take, well, let's not do that. Let's just get the ball out quickly. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what Kyle's going to do. That's how he attacks these kinds of, uh, of games. You know, when you look back at that, uh, uh, the NFC championship game, when I first started my podcast, I had uh, John Chapman on. He was my very first guest. And I asked him what he thought about that play where um, where Shanahan had a backup tight end block uh, a premier pass rusher off the edge. And he said that he didn't have a problem with the play, that that happens more often than, than not, uh, but that we just don't notice it because it typically doesn't end in a, in a quarterback injury and a turnover. Um, like what we saw in the NFC Championship game. But uh, he said that his issue was that Mike McGlinchey also missed a block, which created more pressure, and that Purdy actually hesitated before he threw the ball because he had Ayuk open, and so he waited. And if he would have got 
got in there a little bit quicker, uh, released the ball a little bit quicker than maybe, um, maybe that would have turned out differently. Crazy Juice said, sup, everyone. Sup, Crazy Juice. Steve-O said, where's K? <laughs> I don't know. Where's K? Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Kyle likes to attack these defenses that really can bring the pressure. They like to, he likes to attack them with quick passing, passing the quick passing game, you know, getting the ball out quickly, you know, the, the, the short little routes, the, uh, the routes like, you know, where they'll hit Debo or, or he'll do something with McCaffrey out of the backfield. He likes that a lot. But the problem is not only do we know that, but the Steelers know that and everybody knows that. And so I think that the Steelers are going to be playing to take away that quick passing game, which means there's going to be some times that, uh, that they're going to have to, the offensive line is just going to have to flat block like man on man, just, just really, uh, uh, block, you know, being able to block that, uh, no matter what's going on. So, uh, so yeah, 49ers faithful forever said they got an all pro safety in Minka linebackers are the weakest spot. Yes. And, and so when you think about a really good pass rush coming at a young quarterback like Brock Purdy, if he does happen to say, you know, decide, Hey, I need to get rid of this ball quickly and throws an errant pass. You've got Minka uh, Fitzpatrick back there who not only can make plays all over the field, but, th but this guy has, uh, ha has the capacity to pick off a pass and take it all the way back to the house. We've seen him do that. So, uh, uh, let's see. Randy Daytona said Niners just cut Zane and AJ Parker freeing up 2 million. Hmm. This just happened now. Uh, let me look on, let me see what I'm seeing here on Twitter. Uh, I'm not seeing anything on that, uh, but Hey, if that happened, then, then maybe something's about to happen with Bosa. Hopefully we can, we can hope, uh, for that. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, where's coach coach Ant? if the 49ers establish a running game, it will take pressure off the 49ers O line. Yes, and they have to do that. They're they're going to. That's their bread and butter. So you know that they're really going to push toward that. Um, let's see. Last season, Pittsburgh sacked the quarterback forty times, um, and I think the 49ers sacked the quarterback. What was it, forty four times or something like that? And so they were right up there with the 49ers, and that's with T.J. Watt only playing uh, ten games out of the season and and not having a very um, TJ Watt like year. So, okay. The, so, so number one was win the turnover battle. Number two is keep Brock Purdy upright. This has to happen. I mean, both of these two are huge. Number three is that they need to rattle Kenny Pickett. So this isn't anything earth shattering. You want to protect your quarterback and get after the other quarterback. This is nothing new. Um, so nothing uh, you know, really earth shattering here, but here's, here's what I'm, I, I, my, my point is this. If you put early pressure on a quarterback, you can rattle him and force him into making some bad decisions. If you fail to put pressure on him, let him get into a rhythm. You can actually help build his confidence. So I think that they want to put a lot of pressure on 
Uh, can he pick it? And they want to put a lot of early pressure on him, whether that comes in the form of Steve Wilkes sending a blitz or whether that's with, um, you know, hopefully Bosa is going to be there. If not Bosa, then hopefully uh, Javon Hargrave or Eric Armstead or Cleland Furl or Drake Jackson or whoever is is in there. I They have to put early pressure on Kenny Pickett. They've got to get him to make some bad decisions. Um, so, uh, you see, Pickett, uh, listen to what he did this preseason. He led his offense to five touchdowns on five preseason drives. He went 13 of 15 for 199 yards and two touchdowns, zero picks. That's impressive. Now, it is only preseason, but that still is impressive, especially for a young, um, a young guy uh, like uh, uh, like Kenny Pickett. Uh, but I I was looking over his his weapons. So the Pittsburgh weapons are not anything like what the 49ers have, but they're still pretty good. So they have a good trio of wide receivers: Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, George Pickens, who is in his second season. Johnson last year had 86 catches for 882 yards. He didn't score any touchdowns, um, so that's an issue. But the thing that, uh, that, that I like about Deontay Johnson is if you look at the fact that he only – I mean, they're breaking in a rookie quarterback, and yet he still had 86 catches for almost 900 yards. So that's pretty impressive. Now, Allen Robinson had a really down year last year. Uh, of course, he was playing for the Rams, and they're a mess. We all hate the Rams, and we hope that they're terrible every year. They were terrible last year. But Allen Robinson wasn't that great the year before, which was his last season in Chicago. And I think he's dealt with some injuries and stuff, but I'm still not counting that guy out. I'm going to make sure I know where he's at. And then Pickens only had 52 catches last year, um, but he had 801 yards receiving and four touchdowns. So this guy can make things happen. And then they, uh, their tight end, I don't remember what their tight end's name is, and I didn't have this written down, but um, their tight end, he he had some really good numbers last year. So uh, um, so that they've got to get to Kenny Pickett early and often, make him force him into some bad decisions. Uh, so let me catch up on the chat here. So... Randy said we need Kittle to help with blocking. Yeah, hopefully Kittle doesn't miss this game because they are going to need him to block. Jason Niners smash Massey says I doubted them picking Pickett, and while he started slow, he finished pretty good. Yeah, he did, and so um, that's uh, and then he looked really good in in the preseason. So, uh, Coach Ant, Larry, how do you say this? Agun, I have no idea how to say that guy's name. How how do I not know how to say his name? But he hasn't practiced much or played during the preseason. Something to monitor. Gosh, I, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Um, don't forget Calvin Austin, Bryce. What's up, Bryce? Um, yeah, Calvin Austin. They they have some weapons, um, and I don't even. I'm not even to their, in my opinion, their best weapon. Their rookie Benton, Bryce said, their rookie Benton is better than Larry O, to be honest, at least so far during the preseason. Interesting. 
Coach Ant said Kittle is a huge factor. Yes, sir, he is. Randy said week one is a roller coaster that goes in a dragon's mouth and comes out of his buttocks. <laughs> Will be an adventure. Yeah, week one is week one is kind of like how it is when you play uh, your division mates. You never know. Like you can be better than everybody in your division and still lose some of those games because they know each other so well. And week one is kind of like that. You can be the better team and still lose. It happens all the time. So uh, let's see. Coach said Benton plays nose. Larry plays five, five techniques. So, hmm. And a, a nose, if you have a good nose tackle, man, that could, uh, that could be, that could be good against, uh, um, Okay. <laughs> Randy <laughs> called Joby a goon. Uh, let's see. All right. So let me get to this last one. So here's what I have so far. Uh, win the turnover battle. Keep Brock upright. Rattle Kenny Pickett. Number four, don't let Najee Harris go off. So stifling the run is the most important part of the defense. And the 49ers have been really good at this. Some people are worried because they didn't look good at it in the, the uh, preseason. But I don't worry too much about that. The starters didn't play much. Nick Bosa's not, uh, not around. So I don't worry too much about preseason numbers or how they looked in the preseason. Mainly when they looked bad, it was reserves playing um, as far as the run defense. So, so I'm not going to get too um, overly concerned over that. But the Steelers do have a, uh, a talented back in Harris. Um, last year, he only rushed for 1,034 yards, scored seven touchdowns. Uh, the year before, he rushed for 1,200 yards. That was his rookie season, and he scored seven touchdowns that year. So, um, so he is a he is a guy who can make some plays, uh, not only in the running game. I'm so, so he's a thousand yard running back in his first two seasons. And, uh, and he, he scored seven touchdowns in both of his first seasons. So not only is he good there, but it's what he brings in the passing game that scares me a little bit more. Um, so for example, two years ago in his rookie season, uh, Harris had 74 catches for 467 yards, uh, which is really good for a running back, especially a rookie running back. Now, last year, those numbers dropped, but again, they were breaking in a rookie quarterback. So um, any kind of passing stats are going to drop normally when you're breaking in a rookie uh, quarterback. Bryce said, I'm a Steelers fan, by the way. Looking forward to a good game on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, and Bryce, I appreciate you coming in here and not telling us that the Steelers are going to win by 20 as a, a lot of your former fans or former fellow fans have done uh, so far. We've had people telling us that, that the Steelers are going to win and it's going to be so ugly and, and all this stuff. But, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, welcome to, welcome to the show. Coach Ant, uh, Semalu versus Hargrave is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Hargrave I don't see I, see. I don't know what to expect from Javon Hargrave in the against the run. It's 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 when when the Steelers are dropping back to pass. That's when Hargrave's going to make his money. Um, 
I, I hope that he can be a force against the run as well. Nick Bosa certainly is. He's everybody knows him as a pass rush guy, but he's great against the run. And that's one of the things that makes him so special. Hargrave, I hope, can be the same way because uh, the 49ers really need that. Bryce said Harris was hurt the first part of the season last year, so his numbers were down. Yeah, looks uh, looked like he played in every game. I think I remember seeing that he played in all of the games. Uh, but yeah, if he was slowed by injuries, then that uh, that definitely makes uh, makes up for that. But yeah, I, I think that Nijay Harris is a really good running back. And uh, he definitely could present uh, some problems for the 49ers, especially out of the backfield. Um, you see what Bryce said here. He did play, but he had a foot injury with a plate in his shoe. All right, that's good. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, so, yeah, he's probably healthy now, I'm guessing. And uh, not only is he going to be a force to be reckoned with in the running game, but out of the backfield, um, especially with a young quarterback we saw last year, how Brock Purdy used Christian McCaffrey when the play would break down, he'd go through his reads and maybe nothing was there and he'd dump it off to McCaffrey. And then there, I mean, usually that turned into a first down. And so I, I can see the Steelers doing the same thing with this um, that, uh, that Brock Purdy did. Now I don't want to say that uh, Harris is quite, um, quite a threat in the passing game as McCaffrey uh, but uh, and, and the 49ers linebackers, which will be responsible for Harris, um, they're they're the best in the league. So, but I, I still think that he's uh, really really good. Uh, Randy said Hargraves, our new Buckner. We were good that last last year time. We had yeah okay. So he's saying the last time we had studs in the middle. The 49ers had studs in the middle. Uh, they were good against the run. Yeah. You're right. Um, I just I don't know if if Hargraves is quite the player against the run that uh, DeForest Buckner is um, or or was for the 49ers. Uh, so here's the thing: I think that if the 49ers can handle Nigel Harris and make the Steelers' offense one-dimensional, which isn't going to be easy, but if they can do that, then it's going to be a huge benefit. But for me, I think that rattling Kenny Pickett is going to be huge and keeping Brock Purdy upright is going to be huge. The turnover battle is going to be really big. And really the, to me, this is going to come down to defense. I think that it's going to be a lower scoring game, two really good defenses in an opening game of the season kind of matchup uh, where defenses are usually ahead of the offenses. So I would not be surprised to see, um, a low scoring game. I think that I had Katie mocks um, uh, of Katie mocks bets on with me last month. And I think that she said that the, 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 the line on total points for this game was in the forties. And she said, bet under, and I would agree with that. I don't think that they'll get to 40 points uh, because this is going to be a defensive battle. So that's all that I have for today. Um, hope that you'll go to 49ers web zone and check out the, the article. It's a lot more, um, includes a lot more stuff than just what I can do in this, uh, in this time. So thanks so much for watching. Make sure you, that you hit that like button and subscribe to the 49ers Camelot show and, uh, wherever you're watching or listening, make sure to rate 
review and follow the show. Everybody have a great day. And Hey, on Sunday, man, let's have, let's have a lot of fun. And, and I know the Steelers fans are going to be ready. And so faithful, we've got to be ready and, and that's going to be a really good one.